Hello and welcome everybody to a Beacon of Light podcast this evening. Tonight, as our third evening in November starts, we want to always welcome everyone here and our focus is on the gratitude this whole month and the next month. So we really want to put this into perspective because some things in our lives feel like it might be a little bit out of control. But with gratitude, that's always within your control. And our special guest tonight, Dr. Mary Welsh, who is going to be sharing a fantastic story and everything else. And we're going to jump right into her. But first, let's get into this, if I hit the right button. I'm April Tribe Juke. Welcome to the Beacon of Light podcast. I believe we are all made with light, and light is hope. This podcast brings authors who write stories of hope to all of you. Your journey to be inspired and amplified by these stories starts now. And we're back. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for being here tonight. So, Dr. Mary Welsh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Ah, so um, my name is Dr. Mary Welsh, and I um, started speaking um, after my daughter passed away. I lost my daughter, Susie, five years ago. I am a lucky lady. I have six children. One just happens to have wings. <laughs> I have five grandchildren and a loving husband and, and parents. And um, I'm very grateful for the life that I have and, and the, the people that are in it with me. Yes, I agree. And I have had such great fun with Dr. Mary Welsh. We met about two years ago, a little bit, bit more than that now. And just the discussions and the wisdom that Mary can share with all of you is going to be fantastic. So like she said, as the opening, she lost her, her daughter five years ago. Mm -hmm. And this is a story about gratitude and about an evening sharing things that we can really find hope in and, you know, finding the gratitude in life. And it's pretty hard when someone that you love has passed on. How do you find gratitude again? So that's my first question to you, Mary. How do you find it again? Oh, well, you know, it, it's, 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 it's hard, but it's easy at the same time, because um, when we lead a life that's good, our life continues on. It continues on and all the people that you touch, all the things that you did, all the things that you shared. And so when I say I'm grateful, although my daughter is not here for me to hug, I can't physically give her a hug. She embraces me all the time. I can feel I'm just enveloped in her love. And so for me, I'm able, you know, a few years out. In the beginning, it was really hard. But um, I was able to take all the lessons that she taught me. Now, that sounds kind of strange that your child is teaching you. But we learn from each other right? We learn from the give and take of any relationship. And so she taught me so much in life that it helps me after hers is gone. Yeah. And the there's a legacy that goes along with this because Susie had a way when she touched and connect with people that 
you would always remember her, that there are just moments of laughter. Somebody who could really envelop the moment was Susie and just how she expressed herself. And, and I only know these stories now. I've never actually got to meet Susie, but I feel like I have in so <laughs> many ways because I get to hear these incredible stories. Um, some are super humorous and some are just filled with, I'd say, passion probably, right? Because when you get motivated to do something, you have this drive and this focus. And she had so many things like that, but could still take back and make sure that those who were around her were loved, touched, and impacted. I, I think of Susie's legacy as somebody that was never self-focused, but rather focused on the outward and, and in such a way that maybe, you know, <laughs> that's how sometimes we earn our wings a little early because it's got to spread out to so many other people. So it's really interesting. So Mary, when she passed, um, I know you, you share a little bit of the story in the blog that you put together, that when she passed, um, you went to see a therapist. Is that right? Yes. And what was the uh, counsel or the advice that your therapist gave you? Well, now... My daughter was sick. She was in the hospital like months at a time and she lived with me at the end. And so she was always with me. So it's not just losing a child, but it's like losing that caregiving role and, and so many other things that happen. And after my, my uh, daughter passed, two months later, my mom fell. She was 90. She broke her hip and she moved in with me. And she said, the Lord made her break her hip so I would have someone to take care of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we laugh about that, right? So, um, but as I was going for therapy, my um, therapist told me I should write my story. And I laughed at her. I said, what? I'm a broken woman. I can't think anything right i was just having a hard time i was in that grief fog and she said i was authentic and i said that was another word for i'm plum crazy <laughs> <laughs> and she said no i was authentic and i needed to share my story and april knows i talk about weaving our story forward a lot and um I said, why? Why do you think I can help a lot of people? Why do you think my story will inspire others? What is it about me? And she asked me a couple of questions. She said, Mary, she says, did you bring your husband to therapy? I said, yeah. She said, did you bring your mother, your mother-in-law, your daughters? Your granddaughters? Did your friend come with you? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, most people don't bring people for show and tell. And I said, well, if you want to know me, you have to know them. She says, but why? I said, well, she said, there's an ulterior motive. I want to hear you say it. I said, well, 
I know therapy is good. I know I can tell you a story and you'll listen and you won't be judgmental. That's what good therapy is. They steer your story in your thoughts, but they don't tell you what's right, wrong, that you're, that they don't tell you you're crazy. <laughs> and I said, okay. She said, so what was the ulterior motive? I said, well, they realized you weren't putting stuff in my head. They realized that I talk about them a lot. They realized that therapy was okay. It's okay not to be okay. And got them to go to therapy. She said, that's why you're unique. You're authentic. You need to help other people through your storytelling because you make it more normal within grasp. Yeah. Within the grasp for people to understand that as stories are shared, perspectives are heard, good therapists, like you said, guide and direct. And if you're bringing family there, I love the first show and tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good because parts of who we are should be imprinted upon other people. And hopefully it's, it's our good hearts and, when we have our bad times, we can we can seek out for the you know for the forgiveness in those those times and moments to to get better somehow. And the whole idea is together, humanity really can do amazing things. We know the terrible things, but why not focus in on these good things through loss and tragedy? Um, I, I guess you could say it's not a surprise that people pass on. They're born, they die. The expectation of when is usually a lot older. Let's be 102 and then we can celebrate like, wow, they've done so much. Wait, wait, they were eight. Hang on, that doesn't seem fair. It, it, it's just the, the law of, of life is that a birth will happen and a death will happen. It, it's the give and take of it. And it's not like we've never heard of that before, but when it becomes so close to you, there's the cycle that of the grief. I love how you said the grief fog. And when we're stuck in those things, man, the stories that can happen within our mind can be very dangerous at times. We're really getting us stuck in, and deep in depression. At other times, it can maybe flash forward the funny moments in life. And I'm sure you probably had times where just, I'd, I'd say, mind in your own business, and something of Susie popped up. Probably positive, maybe something that turned tears on, but we never know when they just are going to pop up. And afterwards, there's probably a moment of gratitude, but it, it probably took time, because maybe at first rabbit holes happened, or that, that spiral down. But if we look at what Mary has done over the years through this grief journey she didn't stay stuck she allowed herself to keep walking through the fog probably baby step motions but she didn't just 
stay. Is, is that true, maybe? It is. You know, um, I, have, I have siblings. So I have four sisters and two brothers and a lot of extras that I call just as close. And um, I had a, I had a, a scream, I could say it. I would call and I would dial their number. And if they answered the phone, I'd say, make me laugh. Tell me a story. If they didn't answer, I hung up and I dialed the next number. And I dialed the next number. But I wouldn't stay in my own head because that was dangerous. My brother answered the phone one day when I called my sister-in-law. And he said, oh, well, Mary, he didn't know what to say. He said, are you seeing the therapist? Did you take your medicine? Did you, did you, did you, did you? I said, stop. Tell me a story. And it dawned on him. And then he told me Susie was laying on the couch one day and she had a, she was having, she's had brain surgery. She was, her head was hurting. She's laying on the couch and he was going out the door wall with his dinner. He had just come in and he was exiting the, the, the back room and somebody had shut the door, but he didn't realize it. And he turned and he walked smack into the door. <laughs> And you heard this glorious laughter. Oh, she just laughed so hard. I swear there's a door wall in heaven waiting for her, my, my brother to get there. It's just so she can watch him walk into it. <laughs> and for years afterwards, she would just start laughing out of the clear blue. And I look at her and go, what's going on? She goes, I could still picture Uncle Jim walking into the door wall. He told me that story and we laughed, the two of us. And I said, thank you. I'm so grateful that you understood. All I needed was someone to pull me up from that rabbit hole and tell me that story that grounded me in the good times. Because if you think about the bad times, it's, it's, it's rough. It's rough. And so, um, you know, have those little techniques. The holidays are coming. Be grateful that you have family or friends around you, but make sure you got an escape. If you can drive yourself, you can leave yourself. You're not tied to someone. If you're sitting in a, in a kitchen, don't sit where you have to get people to get up. Sit on the end where you can just get up and go in the bathroom. Make make sure you got an exit strategy. It helps to have an exit strategy. You walk outside, you have a tear or two, you wipe your face, you come back in. You had your moment, but it doesn't have to ruin your life. Right. Right? Right. And and that's that's part of life. And and we have the moments of the of the tear and the joy and and allow it to go through and still continue on with the day or the evening. I like the exit strategy because it gives that a little feeling of some control within your life. When an event like death happens, there isn't any control. Again, which is kind of that, that joke, we all know we're born and we will pass. 
We just never know that time. So when they happen, it's usually surprising. Regardless if someone was sick for a long time, the loss of not physically always being there, picking up the phone, ready to chat, walking in the next room, it's just not as, it's not as available. But their stories can continue forward. So share about what you were talking about with the stories going forward. Yes. So um, we have to weave our stories forward. And um, um, I will take a story from you and your family. So um, the kid's grandma passed away, right? And you, you had my books and you read the angel book, which is my grief book for children. And I call it a concept starter. It's just different snippets that you can take and, um, uh, and put yourself into that situation to start a story about your loved one. These are stories about my daughter and her loved ones, but you can, you can interject into the story. And I put this into any of my bags that go to grieving kids. And, um, you told me that, um, the grandma loved Halloween, loved Halloween. And I don't think that you were that much of a fan yourself. And so I told you, you had to weave the story forward. You had to become the Halloween queen. You had to exaggerate the story so that your children who maybe some of the older ones will remember more, but the younger ones don't, they need the story. And so by, t- by interjecting the story in today, by putting up the Halloween claw and, and all those good things, you're talking about grandma. So grandma's here today and present. And you even told me that your husband told stories of his childhood around Halloween. And so it was past and way and farther past, right? And so, um, you know, you talked a few minutes ago about uh, before we started about maybe grandma's recipes will come out for the holidays and the kids will get excited about making and eating grandma's recipes. So we have to weave our stories forward. And by doing so, um, our past becomes our present and our present becomes our future. Yeah, it's it's so true. And it's so much fun because now every time we open up the box, they are starting to share the story. Oh, I remember this and I remember that. Or I remember you telling me this or that. And that's really that hope, that legacy that brings things forward. And it's very grounding. It's very connecting. And I think in a society that maybe family is not as whole or put together or talked about or wanted, who could name off whatever um what's interesting is that really deep down we all want desire hope for belonging connection story the idea something to to forward on it is really fun and in those moments where maybe in the everyday that's happening washing dishes folding laundry doing homework stories can happen and as we do that they remember those. We are built for story. And so it didn't matter really the activity. It's what we shared in the day of that activity, which becomes that deep memory for them to 
pull forward for then hopefully their future kids. And what's fun is when I'm upstairs and they maybe can't think I'm hearing them, um, they're down in the basement playing, they'll start to say some of the stories and I'm like, yeah, it's working. <laughs> so it's fun. It, it's really good. And so I think the gratitude is really we need to be grateful for the life. I know it hurts sometimes to review and, and, and show it again. We're not reliving the, the cycle of the pain. When we're sharing the story, we're reliving their life, showing the good things, the, the hard things, the funny things, and then they're still with us. So I love, I know we shared this on the screen, but My Special Angel, that's a really impactful book for myself and for the family. The journey into the looking glass goes a little bit deeper. And as adults, as we grieve differently than kids, it's really interesting. Now you said something um, about these bags and I wanted to share um, this screen here. I think everybody here can see it. You see these great bags that these kids are holding. You see this kind of turquoise blue. It says Susie Q's kids. So Mary, um, with a name like Susie Q, I'm thinking this maybe is connection with your daughter. What's up with this? <laughs> so Susie's, Susie passed in June. Her birthday came in August. And um, all of her family and, and extended family wanted to know what we were going to do. And I said, Susie smiled her entire life. And we weren't allowed to have a pity party. So much so that on her at her funeral, the funeral director came up and told me, do you know that your daughter smiled in every picture? And I said, I, and of course I hadn't looked at a picture that was triggering for me. And I'd said, yes, no, 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 no doubt. And she said, he said, you have 49 presentation style boards, the ones that flip open full of Susie and from a baby to an adult she smiled in every picture and um so when her you know so one girl come up and said I found one where she wasn't smiling and I said you did not no you did not now I hadn't looked at a board right I said what was she doing she's on the roller coaster I said oh is that that picture that got snapped up in the air and said ah before the <laughs> that don't count <laughs> so um so for her birthday i said we wouldn't have a pity party we're gonna mourn her we are all gonna cry we are gonna be sad but on that day we're gonna celebrate her she had a young friend who was in foster care that lived on the street and i said we're gonna celebrate her as well we're going to make 50 duffel bags and we are going to give them to a foster care agency in the neighborhood so take your kids shopping tell them how fortunate they are tell them how grateful they should be how these kids are going to be gratified by getting these gifts and let's make another child happy 50 of them so they came and they oh my goodness three-year-olds to 90-year-olds laughing telling stories, sharing, the kids telling me why they bought this item or that item because they really liked it. And so they knew a child there that would like it as well. 
right? And so we taught them philanthropy and giving at a young age. And we, my husband had told me to buy 25 bags. Of course, I bought 50. And the bags were so full that it took two people to hold it together for a third person to zip it. What a wonderful day. I saw hope. I saw healing. I saw laughter. I saw kids running around with butterfly wings on, angel wings on. Um, it was wonderful. So then the following week, we took the bags to the foster agency. And my husband had five and I had five. We had them on our shoulders. And we walked in and the director was so excited. He was so grateful. He said, you are not helping one child with one bag because I'm going to use these bags to open the door to another agency so that I can tell them my mission and what they do and that they can help a lot more families and a lot more kids. So that one bag was going to help a multitude of people. How wonderful. Wonderful. And so he showed us his building and his program and we walked around. And when we got ready to leave, I said, will you come out to the car with me? And we opened the hatch and there were 40 more bags in the car. I thought we were going to give them a heart attack that day. So we were fresh in our grief and about, about took us about a year. Um, but we decided to, to create Susie Q's Kids. It was born at that birthday party, the nugget of it, because we create these comfort bags. We give them to other nonprofits. They have a mission. They have the children in it. They know who needs it. It enriches their program. So our gift gives more. We involve children in making our bags. So last week we put 200 bags together and a Boy Scout troop did it in short order. 20, 20 kids, boom, 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 right? And I sat and talked to them and told them about the power of positivity and the power of telling stories and the power of being present for themselves and for everyone around them because somebody might need to hear their story or share their story. Um, I told them that we were the community partner of the year for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention because we've had people tell us we saved their life because we listened and we talked and we touched their life. So go a step farther, the bag goes to a child, right? So we help a mission, we get children involved in doing it, and the child gets it. So where do our bags go? They go to hospitals and health centers. They go to uh, foster care agencies. They go to shelters for children that are abused and, and, and you know, getting them off the street. They go to autism centers. They go to schools. They go to grieving centers. So anywhere where there's a kid in need, there's usually an avenue to get a bag. So, um, Susie's story, her legacy of hope and healing 
and smiling and laughing and touching the lives of others will live on for a long time. A long time. And so um, how you how you embrace life makes a difference. I tell people that we are all authors. Now I sh show, you showed my four books, right? But we are all authors. Every day we have the choice to put our feet on the butt on the floor and get out of bed, put that smile on and make it a positive day. Or we can pull the covers up over our head, burrow in for a few more minutes. But at some point, we still have to get out of that bed because we're going to go to the bathroom. We got to get up. Right? If your day gets a lot of stuff dumped on it, then we just put it to bed at night. Because tomorrow we're going to start with a new day, a new chapter. It's our journey, and we get to be the author of our life, right? And so we need to make each new chapter, each day, a better day. Exactly. And that, my friends, this is how you find the gratitude in things. They can be small. They can be large actions. It doesn't matter. But the point is there's actions. You put your feet on the floor and you get going. There's decisions to make. There are opportunities to have. And you have the choice to stay and put your, you know, blanket over your head. But for what end? Who did that help? I usually can only stand it for about five minutes. Then I'm like, okay, I got to do something. <laughs> Today's the day I'm staying home. I'm up around doing everything. <laughs> I just, I can't sit still. So that's, that's definitely me. And I have family members that need support and help and comfort. And I find myself sometimes in my busyness, like I need to stop. And I got a call. I need to send that text. I need to reach out and share the story with somebody else or I just need to be a listener while they share their story. And then I can add that into my, you know, kettle of great stories for future books. <laughs> well, that's, really, that's really my journal is two questions. It talks about the, it talks about the four aspects of positive reflection. It gives you a breakdown, but it asks you two questions every day. And if you can answer both questions before the end of the day, your life has some balance. If not, it's not balanced. So what did you do for yourself today? And what did you do for somebody else? If you can't answer what you did for yourself, then you're focused on everybody else and forgot about yourself. So at eight o'clock at night, it's a bubble bath time or it's a bowl of ice cream or it's take the dog for a walk or whatever you want to do. Something for you. If it's all about you all day long, then like you said, you need to stop and make that phone call because somebody needs you. Somebody needs to hear um, that they're okay. You never know what that conversation is or how it's going to affect somebody or how much they need you at that specific time and space. Right? So you want to tell the thumbs up story with me? Sure. Sure. Right. So 
put your thumbs up in the air. Think about somebody that's really special to you. So for me, it will always be my daughter, Susie, and my mom. Okay, so they're my they're my story at the, at this time at this time and space. They are my story. By putting our thumbs up in the air, we are physically thinking of them in our brain and physically with our hands. Right. Okay. So when you take a picture, you put your thumbs up in the air. It you so automatically smiled. You automatically smiled right? You're thinking of that person or place or activity or whatever it was that made you smile because something came to mind, right? And when you look back on your pictures, you will see that your loved one, my Susie and my mom are with me at every graduation, every birthday party, every silly selfie, every time I'm at the Lions game and I'm laughing and yelling and crying and everything all at one time because it's the Lions. It doesn't matter. Whatever you're doing, the wedding, the birth, that you're so worried that they're not going to be there, they're not going to experience it, guess what? Just bring them along. They're there. They're always there. Yes. Right. Right. Find that pathway to bring them with you because they want to be celebrated and their story was impactful for you. Well, why not share it for someone else? So this is how you can find gratitude, even as someone has passed on. And in this month of gathering the stories of gratitude, find it, practice it, do it. Dr. Mary Welsh, she owns this, she lives it, and she shares it. So we hope that y'all tonight have felt that impact within it and maybe have found a nugget, maybe a beam, maybe a whole beacon to follow something out with that. Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you for this opportunity to get us prepared for the holidays that are coming up and just the fun that can happen. It's not setting an expectation of all of these things can occur, but it is setting an opportunity for a story to happen. So maybe to be quiet, maybe to just listen, and then maybe to pull something out and share because the impact will be there. Just give yourself some latitude. Give yourself a break. Make sure you have that escape route. Make sure you don't set the expectations too high. If you get there, woohoo, you got there. But if you don't get there and you set it that way, then you're just another defeat. And we don't want that. We want you to be living in the moment and sharing. I, I, I had a memory show up on my phone yesterday. And I laughed and cried and, and at the exact same time. And my husband said, what's going on? And I'm like, it was my daughter cooing at her new niece in the picture. And she was so excited. And I said, I was transported directly into that moment, that space and time. And it was a good time. And I'm so glad that she got to do it. I'm so glad that I got to see it.
I'm so glad we have that memory for her niece to have that she was there with her and, and she loved her. You know what? We just need to be thankful for what we have, those that are around us and those that aren't as fortunate or can't see that beacon of light that you've got shining behind you. If they can't see it, we need to step aside so maybe they can see over our shoulder, right? Right? So help help each other. That's right. Love and help each other, guys. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Be grateful. Be thankful. Show it out. Call someone up. Be the one. Share the story. Weave it forward. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Mary. Thank you. All right. Bye, y'all. We'll bye see you. Bye.